You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Big as a football, weighs as much as a cat. How did that hedgehog get so fat? Tell me how. Overweight hedgehog, did you eat dog food to get supersized? Now you swim in a bathtub to get exercise. Tell me how. Overweight hedgehog, the scientists say it's wrong. If you eat like that, you won't live too long. But I'ma keep us singing my song. Overweight hedgehog, I love you. Overweight hedgehog, I love you. <laughs> Hedgehog on the treadmill. Hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name's Paul. I'm not an animal expert. I'm not an animal expert either, and my name is Donna. <laughs> Were you so serious? <laughs> I'm a serious non-expert. Seriously amateur. What animal are we talking about today? Oh, today we're talking about hedgies. Hedgehogs. Overweight and regular weight. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but first, the news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. A rare balloon syndrome, as they're calling it, causes a hedgehog to puff up like a beach ball. And there's a picture in this article, and this hedgehog looks ridiculous. So what happens when you find a puffed-up beach ball-sized hedgehog? Well, you take it to the vet to be deflated. And that is exactly what happened to a wild hedgehog in Scotland. They named him Zeppelin. He was spotted on the roadside all blown up, and somebody picked him up and took him into the vet. (laughs) Poor little guy. Yeah, he, he, he is. He's okay now, though. Normally, you just see the puffing on top of the hedgehog's body, but this hedgehog's entire body just filled with air, and they don't know why. Sometimes it's co- it's because of blunt trauma, because they've been hit by a car or kicked by another animal, or, or something happens to them where it causes damage to their lungs. Mm-hmm. And so they inhale, but then they can't exhale, and that air has to go somewhere, and they just kind of inflate themselves. Aww. Yeah. Poor little guy. Poor little guy. He's all right, though. The yeah. The veterinarian was able to make some small incisions with him, into him, rather, and uh, let out some of that air. They disinfected him so that he wouldn't get uh, an infection. They named him Zeppelin because he looks like a little Zeppelin. <laughs> he does. And apparently the hedgehog is okay. Well, that's good. He looked pretty miserable, though. I mean, it's funny, but oh, it's also yeah. like... 
Aw, my poor little guy. <laughs> I'm glad they were able to help him. That's being nice to animals. That is being nice to animals. I wonder when they made that first incision with in the hedgehog, if he went... Pfft. I'm sure he did, and the little hedgehog was like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> or if, like, one veterinarian had to hold the hedgehog while the other one made the, the incision so that the hedgehog wouldn't go flying around the room like a balloon. <laughs> no. Like when you, no, when you blow that... up a balloon and then let it go and it goes... All around the room. No, I don't. <laughs> I think his body weight would probably preclude that, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> Bouncing off the walls, like knocking over things. No, it's really bad because the scientists said that they call it actually bu- bubble wrap. Uh, <laughs> it says it's called balloon syndrome, but most of the time they puff up more like bubble wrap. So it actually. <laughs> oh no terrible oh poor guy he's okay <laughs> zeppelin's all right he's fine when he's all healed up they'll let him go so. yep so just a reminder to go to blazingcariboustudios.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode we're on twitter and instagram at at varmin's podcast all one word and at varmin's podcast at gmail.com for <clears throat> questions comments stories and suggestions send us email we love it if you like the show, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice little rating and review. And we have started a Pinterest board, and there's a link at the bottom of our show notes for that. So go there, look at our boards, share your boards, and uh, let's come and learn about hedgehogs. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behaviors and living patterns. So come on! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We are blathering about hedgehogs this week. A hedgehog is any of the spiny mammals of the subfamily, and I practiced this week. Oh boy. Erinae, Erinae, I. How'd I do? I don't know. <laughs> That's their subfamily. Erinae, I. There are 17 species of hedgehog. Did you know this? I thought there was like maybe two. No, there's lots. There's a ton. Mm hmm. They are found through parts of Europe, Asia, and Africa, and in New Zealand. They were introduced to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. There are no hedgehogs native to Australia. There are no living species native to the Americas, although people do keep hedgehogs as pets, and in the parts of the United States where it is legal to have them, they generally sell the African pygmy hedgehogs as pets. Mm -hmm. They are anywhere from 18 to 35 centimeters or 7 to 14 inches in length, the heaviest hedgehog weighs about one kilogram or about two and a half pounds. So they're not very big animals <laughs> unless they blow up like beach balls. <laughs> That's only temporary. <laughs> yeah. They are noted for their short legs, short little tails, short little snouts, and large rounded bodies that are covered in spines or quills. I couldn't figure out if they were actually called spines or quills, but I think those terms are used pretty much interchangeably and there's no real correct one to call to call those things that stick out of their bodies. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. We could be wrong, but I everything that I read said quills and spines interchangeably too, so I don't know. The word hedgehog came into use around the year 1450. It is derived from the Middle English word hedgehog. Uh, hedge means hedge because they used to see those little uh, buggers all the time in hedgerows. And hog means hog from its pig-like snout and from the little pig-like noises that hedgehogs do make. 
The collective noun for a group of hedgehogs is an array, an array of hedgehogs. And just like pigs, male hedgehogs are called boars, females are called sows, and baby hedgies. They're called hoglets! (laughs) (laughs) It's the cutest thing ever. (laughs) I love it. And they are so cute. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, the adult ones are... If you think the adult ones are adorable, look at baby hedgehogs. Good heavens. Uh, They're so cute and tiny and spiky. (laughs) So, Paul, have you ever heard of the hedgies um, doing this behavior called anointing themselves? They spit on themselves? Yeah, I'd never heard of it until we started researching this episode. Yeah. um, So they, they basically... This is a kind of a funny thing. They're really not sure exactly why they do it, <laughs> but the, the, the evidence suggests that they may add unpleasant chemicals to their quills to make them less yummy, right? So, <laughs> and to make them smell nasty and taste nasty and just an extra tool on top of the sharp quills. So, um, sometimes they chew substances that have toxins in them and then apply frothy saliva to their whole bodies. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And huh. yeah, there there's just uh it's crazy, but they they kind of well, I think the article I was looking at, I'm going to go ahead and put it in the show notes. It's a really neat article from NWF that's uh, called Meet the Hedgehog. <laughs> it's all about hedgehogs. And in the article, they say Hedgehogs will self-anoint with a very large number of substances, most of which are not toxic at all. And the reasons are most, almost certainly to do with odor marking of the body, either for com- camouflage or communications. Okay. And they will use substances as varied as leather, painted wood, even dog feces. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to say that dog feces are probably toxic. Well, I don't know. It depends on what you are. I mean... <laughs> There's a lot, a lot of critters that eat it, and nothing happens to them. So. Well, that's true. <laughs> We've talked about that. All kinds of, uh, he says, all kinds of quite revolting substances in some cases trigger the self-anointing <laughs> behavior. So they don't know why they do it for sure, but the, uh, the yeah, the evidence is, you know, for some reason, communication, hide yourself, make yourself taste nasty, smell nasty, whatever. So. Um, pretty funny, and but uh, it's sort of weird because the little pet hedgehogs will do it too. It's not like they just lose that instinct when you have them for a pet. So, <laughs> like, right? Ah, what is he doing? And it's it's one of the things that they say can maybe indicate that he's feeling some stress. Your little pet hedgehog, but then again, maybe not. Maybe they just do it because just because, and it <laughs> doesn't mean just they're cause. stressed at all. So. <laughs> I found out how many um, species of hedgehog there were a few years ago when I was considering um, getting one as a pet because it was one of those rare times I was between sets of animals and mm-hmm. I thought well, maybe I'll just get a little a little animal and I just found it was too much it's just probably too yeah. much work and, and uh, for me so but they are great pets for those who are the kind of person that that likes them because you can't really hang out with them you can't walk them and they don't they aren't really as interactive as like a cat would be you know yeah 
I have a friend, a young friend, who had a hedgehog, and she really loved him. But she said she'll never have another one because they don't live long enough. So. Oh yeah, they're only like um, they only live to be about five years old in captivity or yep. something like that. Yeah, Three to five years. Like that. Yeah. yeah. She really enjoyed him a lot, but she said that she wouldn't have another one. So. But I'm sure we have listeners that have hedgies, and I want to hear about your experience. Email us about your hedgies. Varmintspodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. One thing that all hedgehogs have in common is that they all roll up in a ball as a defensive behavior. Now, I was hoping to find some sort of amazing physical adaptation that makes them do this, but it's actually pretty simple. They just have a long enough spine to do it, and they do it. They Their back contains two big muscles that control the position of the quills, which is, that's actually pretty cool. That's neat. So... When the hedgehog is rolled into a ball, the quills on the back protect the the tucked-in face and feet and belly, which don't have quills on them. The effectiveness of this strategy really depends on the number of quills. So some hedgehogs will use curling up in a ball as a last resort, and they're more likely to flee, just run away, which is pretty smart. They'll even use their quills to attack. They'll ram into an intruder with the quills. And so then hopefully that's enough of a deterrent to whatever is trying to eat them. Mm-hmm. Hedgehog quills do have other very interesting features that help them out. They're made of keratin, which is the same thing as hair. They're not like porcupine quills where they're barbed. They do make them somewhat toxic with their anointing behavior, as you as you mentioned. Right. What they do that's really interesting is they act as shock absorbers. Oh, that's cool. It is. Hedgehogs can and do climb trees to forage for food, which I didn't know they climbed trees, or to get away from a predator. If something is on the ground and they're running away from it, they'll they'll go up a tree real quick. Wow. Sometimes they'll fall by accident while they're up in the tree and they'll hit the ground. Sometimes if a, if a predator chases them up a tree, they'll fall out of the tree on purpose. Oh, and wow. they'll roll into that little ball on the way down. Oh, how cool. It's because of the design of the spines that allows them to do that. Tuck and roll, Hedgie. <laughs> That's what they do, yeah. <laughs> they have like a cone-shaped honeycomb sort of grid inside the the, uh, the quill. Right. They also have a, a core in the quill that is sort of like foam, and it allows that quill to bend without breaking. Oh, and they wow. all kind of overlap one another. So... People who design helmets for sports and for the military are trying to design not an entire helmet, but an inner lining for the helmet that mimics the way a hedgehog's spine is constructed to protect the wearer of that helmet from concussions. Right. So they didn't want to, like, get a bunch of hedgehogs and drop them off of stepladders or, or anything like that to, to test their product because that would be cruel. Yeah. So what they did was they made synthetic hedgehog quills. And they found with these synthetic quills that greater impact speed decreases durability, but not initial energy absorption. So you can hit these quills really, really hard, and it won't damage what's underneath the quills. Okay. So these synthetic hedgehog quills can absorb as much, if not more, than industry standard impact absorbing foam that's currently being used in like football helmets. So the NFL right now, they have a massive problem with concussed players and also retired players that are suffering from long-term effects of repeated concussions over years and years and years of playing football. So 
the study of hedgehog quills and the the inclusion of the that study into football helmets might help a lot with that problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. And they're just made of keratin. They're just made of the same stuff that that your hair and your fingernails are made out of. Yeah. Someday football players may be saying, "Thank you, Hedgie." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hedgie, for my new helmet. That's even better. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really neat. Very cool. Well, it's disclaimer time. The Varmints Podcast knows that it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence, but then we only really have the yardstick of ourselves to go by, so we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So, intelligence rating on a scale of 1 to 10, I was reading through some online pet hedgehog forums, and the consensus of those very wonderful biased people who love their hedgehogs say that hedgies are cute, they're weird, they're wonderful, they're spiny, but they're dumber than dirt. Hmm, that's funny because scientists disagree with them. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How so? Because they can distinguish between different shapes and they have good memories. They even have a really good memory for place and location even after hibernation. Um, yeah, so... Huh. They, yeah, they... They have some intelligence qualities that maybe might not be so, I don't know, maybe you just don't see them when you're, when you have a little pet hedgy, you know, but they yeah. can distinguish between um, different individual humans, like they know who you are versus who your brother is and blah, blah, blah. They recognize their names, you know. Wow, I did not so, know that. Yeah, I might have to. I gave him a three originally. I might have no. to bump him up a little bit, maybe a five or a six, like a like a dog or a cat. Yep, I'm thinking five or so because of the whole ability to distinguish between different categories of things and stuff. But you know, after wow. last week's conversation on the frogs, I was thinking we need to add another category in. Just okay. another arbitrary cat- category. We call it style points. <laughs> <laughs> I put an article on goldfish on to the Varmint's Facebook feed about how goldfish actually metabolize water into, or carbohydrates into alcohol, and that's what lets them <laughs> hibernate in really icy cold ponds for the whole wow. winter. Wow. Yeah. So they get style points. I'm like, well, that just makes them even cooler. So maybe they're five intelligence, but maybe they're a seven as far as style is concerned. I don't know, but <laughs> I like that. Okay, so what are we giving? What are you giving hedgehogs? I'm gonna I say I don't have style points figured out for them yet. I don't do either. I'm gonna time. make it. It's just as arbitrary as the other measurements. So <laughs> I mean, what's the ultimate in style as far as animals are concerned? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe a peacock. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's pretty stylish. I don't know. Is badassery the same as style? I mean, I think it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, to me, hedgehogs are super styling. That whole tuck and roll thing, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Tuck and roll, hedgehog badass. (laughs) Give them some style points. Maybe they're a five, but they've got it down, you know. They're fashionable. Fashionista hedgehogs. They're like, yes. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, we are going to talk about hedgehogs in video games. We're going to talk about a hedgehog cafe in Japan that is really cool. And some other little fun facts about hedgehogs 
in just a minute, but first, this commercial. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. And now for something completely different. Hey, you know, me and Donna, we're just a couple of nerds like you, and we don't see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. And I, of course, chose the video game Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog is a video game franchise created and produced by Sega. The franchise centers on a series of speed-based platform games. <laughs> the protagonist of the series is an anthropomorphic blue hedgehog named Sonic whose peaceful life is often interrupted by the series' main antagonist, Dr. Eggman. <laughs> Typically, Sonic, usually with, along with some of his friends such as Tails, Amy, and Knuckles, must stop Eggman and foil any plans of world domination. <laughs> the first game in the series was released in 1991. It was conceived by Sega's Sonic Team Division. Sega requested a mascot character for their brand, and so they came up with Sonic, and he was just kind of a fixture on Sega video games, and now he's even on Nintendo games. I don't know how that worked, but you can see him on, like, uh, Super Smash Brothers and other Nintendo products. The game focused on Sonic's ability to run and jump at high speed with the use of springs, checkpoints, and loops while collecting all these little gold rings. Most platformers at the time were just run and jump, left to right but Sonic the Hedgehog was a lot different it was very very fast-paced and it was up down right left sideways all over the place here is a little audio of the gameplay from Sonic the Hedgehog this is from the very first level from the very first game in 1991 So, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog was a huge success, tons of sequels. Sega, because of the success of Sonic the Hedgehog, became a leading video game company during the 16-bit era in the early to mid-1990s. Hugely popular television cartoons, toys, comic books. There's even a live-action CGI Sonic the Hedgehog film planned for 2019. And it will probably give me a headache just like the video game does. I do not like this video game <laughs> at all, but I couldn't not talk about it. There's a very specific kind of headache I get when I play Sonic the Hedgehog, and it also occurs when I eat Skittles. And I right. don't know how to even describe it, but it's a headache 
that is localized just like right behind my eyeballs. Huh. And it's terrible. Yeah, I don't know what that headache is, but it happens when I play Sonic and it happens when I eat Skittles. And I love Skittles. <laughs> well, I was trying to remember why I wasn't playing that game at the time. And I can tell you why I wasn't playing it. A, it made my thumbs hurt. And also, that year Civilization came out. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. I was playing a lot of that. That's why I was just typing there. I was looking up like, well, I know I didn't play that game for some reason. Like, it hurt my thumbs. <laughs> and it's just too fast. I mean, that was like one of the first video games that made me say, yeah, maybe you're getting too old for video games, buddy. You can't handle this one. <laughs> <laughs> it really is very, very, very fast paced. Yeah, it's, yeah. I never played any version other than the very first one and I didn't enjoy it, so... I played Civilization instead. All of my friends were playing Street Fighter, so... Yeah. Yeah. Can't like all the things. Nope, can't like all the things, and, uh... But it has a huge following, and there are a lot of people that really love all the Sonic things. <laughs> yeah, So definitely. Yeah. So, if you like Sonic the Hedgehog, and you like hedgehogs, you would probably like the Japanese Hedgehog Cafe! What? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Tokyo, and it's called Harry, which is from the Japanese word for the hedgehog, which is Hari Nizumi, which means needle mouse, which I think is adorable. Needle mouse? Needle I like that. Needle mouse. You get to spend an hour with the hedgies, and you get to hold them and interact with them and feed them yummy grubs, and it looks like it's super fun. This I would totally go for this experience. Like, what? It's about 2,000 yen for an hour, which is just under 19 bucks right now. Oh, I would do that. For an hour? Yeah. Instead of having your own hedgehog, just go visit the hedgehogs at the Hedgehog Cafe. I would love to do this. Wouldn't that be fun? I would totally do this. Like, this is, to me, the reason to go to Japan. <laughs> like, yep. I love Japanese culture, and my home is filled with Japanese art and everything, but it's really funny that this would actually push me over the edge. Like, I don't know. <laughs> All of the thousands of years of Japanese culture and all of that is wonderful, but I went to go to the Hedgehog Cafe. <laughs> have you ever held a hedgehog? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I have too. It's weird, right? It's like yeah. a weird experience to hold one of these things because they don't hurt to hold them, even though they no. have these little quills on them. They're like, they, they feel like they're made out of plastic. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they're not trying to force those quills into your face, it's, probably, it's fine, so... <laughs> you know so that's really cool I was going to mention when you were talking about the quills earlier but the meet the hedgehog article the scientist in there said that they when they put their quills in somebody's face like a fox they jump up in the air and quill them and they make a squeak when they do it they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just deadly it's also adorable <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Hedgehog Cafe, if you're going to Tokyo, uh, visit the Hedgehog Cafe called Harry. What an amazing, fun experience. I, Japan's just amazing all together, and I'd love, 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 love to go. But definitely, if I ever get to go, I'm, I'm going to the Hedgehog Cafe. <laughs> Hedgehog Cafe. Well done, Japan. Exactly. Here was my favorite little clip from the, because you had put a, a video, a YouTube video, Yes. Uh, in the show notes for that. 
Yeah. This is my my favorite part of the YouTube video. Here we this go. This is a guy that does a J Japan a bunch of videos on Japan tourism. Like he lives there, so he tells people where to visit. So. Yes, and here's the very. This is how the video ends. Two hedgehogs trying to sleep. One hedgehog, just ruining it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and the the top comment on that video was this is fake they weren't blue or fast <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah I highly recommend that guy's videos they're really neat and they make you go I wish I could visit Japan when I saw Hedgehog Cafe I was worried for a second because I thought it was a cafe that served Hedgehog no they serve you serve the Hedgehog <laughs> but yeah, you feed the hedgehog. Yeah. Which brings us to this part that we do every week. I like to eat. I like to eat too. I am not eating hedgehog. There's no way. Nah, they're not in the food box. No way, dude. Oh, no. People do eat them. There are, no, I mean, they don't. Do they really? Yeah, they do. People in England How? have been eating them for hundreds of years. And there are, um, I mean, I don't think they're on everybody's regular diet, but they definitely ate them in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance more than they do now. Uh, You're kidding. There's nothing about that animal that looks edible. No, but I mean, I suppose the inside parts are edible. Hold on. How to roast a hedgehog and other ancient recipes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't like this. I know. Let's see here. But anyway, so you season the meat, wrap it in long grass, first lengthways, and then tying more grass crossways to secure the green wrapping in place. Prepare your barbecue and place a large pot filled with water on it. Cook the meat for about two hours. Once it's cooked, remove the grass and then place the meat back in the barbecue to sear. Carve and serve. Nettle pudding can be boiled in the same pot and served as an accompaniment. Mmm, doesn't that sound delicious? <laughs> if you try that at home, let us know how it was. But I, no, I cannot don't. imagine. <laughs> don't. Try it on chicken. You don't need to try it on... <laughs> try it on chicken. <laughs> Just, you don't need to try it on a hedgehog. <laughs> I would not eat it. All I'm saying is that people did eat them a lot for a long, long time. Because <laughs> you can imagine it's just a species that's so prolific. Um, it, I can imagine your medieval peasant going, look, we are not starving. We're going to eat this hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, if it's a choice between you know starving and eating a hedgehog, I'll eat the hedgehog. Right, but I think they did it on purpose. Like They liked him, so I don't know. <laughs> it never, it literally never occurred to me that that would be something that people would attempt to eat. But I guess I shouldn't be. I'm sure it's an animal that was so ubiquitous that you know your peasant farmer could just like pick one up as he was wandering through the yard and go dinner. You know. Right. Well, they just what? roll up into a ball, so you can just scoop them up and put them in a yep. basket and carry them home. Yep. And there's a lot of them, so you know. And there's a ton I mean, of it's them. not like if you, it's not like you have to go into the forest and hunt them and you know get penalized for hunting the king's hedgehogs. <laughs> 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 Those are the king's hedgehogs. Hang this man. He has poached the king's hedgehog. <laughs> 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 
You don't hear of those old kings feasting upon the hedgehogs, do you? <laughs> Save them for the peasants. I think they probably did, but I don't think that they had a rule on it like they did for deer, <laughs> the, you know. The king's hedgehogs. The king's hedgehogs. <laughs> this man has poached the king's hedgehogs. <laughs> String him up. <laughs> Forsooth. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Donna. Hmm. <laughs> is your brain a big old repository of useless information like mine is? Yes. Oh, good. Let's help everybody win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. Is this your homework, Larry? Look, man. Dude, it... please. Dude, please. <laughs> McDonald's is kind of an easy target to make fun of. Um, sometimes they have a negative impact on society. Sometimes they're blamed on people being obese, but... But back in 2008, McDonald's, they did a nice thing because there was a rash of dead hedgehogs in Germany. And because that is when they released, McDonald's released the McFlurry, which is kind of an ice cream based little dessert thing with crushed up M&Ms or candy bars or some other crap in it. But anyway, people would eat the McFlurries and they would toss the cup with the lid still attached on it on the ground or, or on the side of the road like people do. And hedgehogs were putting their heads through the McFlurry lid to get what, what, at whatever was left over. And the lid in the cup would get stuck on their heads. Aww. Yeah, and that was really bad. There was like a reports of between 50 and 100 hedgehogs that died because the lid was stuck on them and then they couldn't eat and then they, they starved, which is horrible. That's terrible. But a big company like McDonald's, you would think that they would say, eh, 50, 100 hedgehogs, there's like a million hedgehogs, who cares? They actually redesigned the lid for the McFlurry so that it was big enough to get a spoon in, but not so big that a hedgehog could get itself trapped. So, Aw, that's nice. McGood on you, McDonald's. Yeah, why not? You know, there's no reason to arbitrarily just go, oh, well, 100 to 150... Hedgehogs will die, but at least I have my McFlurry, you know. <laughs> no reason to, if you can avoid it. Come on, you know. Well, big corporations like that, I mean, typically 50 or 100 hedgehogs dying is not going to be a, an issue. Like, they, they're not going to completely redesign packaging and have to pay people to redesign the packaging and pay the people that manufacture the packaging just because a few hedgehogs died. So I think I thought that was pretty nice of them to do yeah i mean starving to death is nasty and it uh, is. yeah so i had a just a bunch uh, just a, a sort of a shotgun blast of of little mini facts for you you want me to go right. down them that'd be really yeah fun. rapid fire okay so hedgies actually use other critters burrows when they hibernate and stuff and when they have their babies so they're going to benefit from the activity of keystone species when we talk about keystone species and we're like, no, 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 the burrows are, you know, lived in by other animals. This is one of the animals that lives in the burrows of other animals. So Cool. This is an interesting urban wildlife note. For those that remember our show with Dr. Seth on prairie dogs, he is an urban wildlife management specialist. And they do really well in urban settings because park lamps and street lamps attract insects and act as a food depot for them. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. Yummy bugs. Yeah. Um, they can smell their prey several meters away. So that's crazy cool. Wow. 
Yeah, because their their sense of sight is kind of awful. Yeah. So they rely on their sense of smell mostly and their hearing to kind of get by. Yeah, their nosies are really good, though. Hedgies are very fast. They can cover two kilometers a day while grazing. So. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's quite a lot. Um, and they we know they hibernate. When they hibernate, their body temperature can drop up to 30 degrees Celsius. I didn't check what that is on Fahrenheit. I, I don't know. Anyway. 30 degrees Celsius is like 90 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a lot. So it can it can drop up to 30 degrees from... Oh, okay. Right, from whatever the regular temperature is down. So that's a lot. That basically means that they, they are almost a frozen little block of goo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And their heartbeat drops from 170 beats a minute to 5 beats per minute when they're hibernating. And it's because of this hedgy hibernation is called the small death. So, interesting. interesting. If you cooled down any other animal like that, it would not be called the small death. It would be called the death. It would be called the death, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about other hibernating species, but I mean, that might be pretty common. I don't know, but... Yeah, that's pretty drastic. Five beats a minute. That's crazy. Um, and desert hedgies don't hibernate. The little ones that live out in the desert, they don't hibernate because they don't have to because it never gets cold. So they just don't. Cool. <laughs> desert hedgehogs. The... I had no idea those even existed until this mm-hmm. week. Yep. Yep. They're pretty cool. They eat scorpions. I saw a video of one. They're like eating a scorpion. They're like, doop a doo. Come here, poisonous little guy. And they just take the stinger off. Bite. And then they just munch the rest up. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, they're naturally immune to a lot of venom. So mm-hmm. a lot of snakes and scorpions can can bite them and envenomate them. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Can bite them and make them really sick, but they don't die. They, they, yep. they either just sleep it off or they just like, whatever, I'll eat you. Yep. Yep. They eat a lot of stuff. They eat snakes. They eat, like bugs. and yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, there's a video I'm going to cl- include in our show notes called The Year of the Hedgehog. It's a documentary. It just follows the life of a little hedgie. And it's neat. It's a really neat video. And they show them they eat fruit. They eat bugs. They eat, you know, small critters that they can hunt, like snakes and stuff like that. They're, yeah, they eat a lot of stuff. So, But anyway, the last of the sort of shotgun rapid-fire facts is that hedgy courtship is called the carousal. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there a family-friendly way of explaining why it's called that? <laughs> um, because they wrestle and they, you know, they oh, wrestle okay. and, 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 you know, I'm trying to think of another word for wrestle. They wrestle and bounce on each other and, like, you know, <laughs> they look like they're partying. They're carousing. We carouse. <laughs> And they're kind of individual species. They don't like to hang out with each other unless they're making little hedgehogs. And then they make little hedgehogs, and then the, they go their separate ways. But the mating dance is called the carousal. So, as you can see, as we have demonstrated, hedgehogs are amazing. The king's hedgehogs are awesome. <laughs> neat little critters. Really, really neat. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. The Varmints Podcast is brought to you with technical support, as always, by Matthew Chomo and music by Kevin McLeod. Thank you, guys. And by you, the Patreon supporter. Thank you so much for supporting the Blazing Caribou Studios Patreon and giving a dollar a month or more 
to make sure that we can keep bringing you this podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. On the Rugrat Corner this week, we have Dexter. Dexter has something to say about hedgehogs. Uh, hedgehogs are fast, but they are pokey. Some hedgehogs on Sonic fly. Yeah. Some (laughs) are green and some are purple and some are... Blue and some are brown. They dig. I think they dig their own holes. I think with their claws. Uh, the nose looks small and it, and it could smell underground to eat worms. Hedgehogs have spikes on their back to protect themselves. Also, they are spiky, so you don't want to touch them. <laughs> Hedgehogs are pokey. They are pokey. They're <laughs> super pokey. <laughs> thank you so much to Dexter and thank you to his father, Brandon, who is the host of the Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, for providing us that audio. We really do appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks again so much for listening, and until next time, be nice to animals. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Sega, because of the... the, the, the blah.